Welcome to the Week 5 LA City Baseball video. Connor Morissette and Alex Scar. San Pedro keeps on winning. Palisades has a slip up. Birmingham's still in a little bit of trouble. Cleveland is hot. So much to get into, Alex. Another great week of baseball in the books. Yeah, week of league play in the books, like you mentioned. More league play coming. Some tournaments, the spring break. LAUSD spring breaks in about a week. So some of these teams are going to head out of state. They're going to go down to San Diego, play some more really good go baseball. Vegas. Go to Vegas. Lots and lots of fun road trips. Lots of good bus rides for some of these guys, some of these teams to get tight. If you weren't gelling yet, you're going to gel now. Can't wait for it. Outside looking in, a new team we're discussing this week, North Hollywood. They had a big win over Silmar on Saturday, and now they're on our radar. Yeah, they're 10-8 and eight right now, and you talk about they won 10-1 over Silmar, but they had a clean sweep of Arlita earlier in the week. They beat them 18 to nothing and 10-4. to four. Over those couple of games, Jonathan Kimmy threw 10 innings last week, just gave up one run, struck out 14. And then Maccabee Werndorf, maybe the best name in the city section, goodness wow. gracious. Maccabee Werndorf going 7 for 12, hitting a bomb, 7 RBIs. They go down to San Diego to play in the Lions tournament next. So North Hollywood, they're a Division One team. They're not really in a chance to make an open division run, but they're playing some nice baseball and really, really nice run here for the Huskies. Kennedy slipped up against Roosevelt, so we talked about them last week. A couple big wins they had, but losing to Roosevelt kind of makes them fall off a little bit. Granada Hills took two tough losses to El Camino Real, so still on the radar, of course. They're the number one team. It was always going to be an uphill battle. They kept it close in both those games. but uh, So they're on the outside looking in as well. And then Taft falls out of the top yeah. ten this week. I saw them play against Chatsworth. Aaron Bristow, the senior, got the start for the Torridors in that game. Had a clean first inning, ran into some trouble in the second inning, but still really cool. Talked to some coaches and players after the game. You don't see too many girl pitchers in, yeah. in baseball, of course, because a lot of them end up playing softball, but Erin wanted to play baseball, and she's doing a really excellent job. So anytime you get a chance to watch Taft and watch her pitch, she's got a great curveball, and I hope uh, to see her used a little bit more in the future because she got the quick hook in that game. Yeah, special player, and when you're playing Chatsworth, you want to make sure you make all the right moves. You don't really have innings to exactly. waste. And Erin's pitched really well this, so far this season, so it's not like this is just a courtesy nod. You give her the ball for an inning or two. No, it's Chatsworth. She, it's a West Valley League game. She's right. got a big start. She really is one of the better pitchers on that staff, but like you mentioned, this would have been a nice week for Taft. Maybe pick up a win in league because, like we mentioned, they played a really soft schedule early, racked up some of the wins. Here was a quality opponent. Can they go out? Can they beat a good Chatsworth team? The games were close, but they didn't come out on top, and for that, they drop out of our top ten. Mm -hmm. And now they have Birmingham, and Birmingham is desperate for wins, so that'll be a tough couple games for Taft. Into our top ten. At ten this week, we have Banning. They're back after a couple weeks out. Big win over Palisades, yeah. kind of a head-scratcher. 8-0 win. Thought Pally, uh, after being rested for a full week, they had no Western League games last week. Thought that maybe they'd come in rested on Saturday and kind of play Banning really hard, especially when Banning had a 13-inning loss yeah, right. earlier in the week. Thought they might be fatigued. But Vincent Sandy, the freshman, threw six shutout innings. Then another freshman came in and finished the job for the Pilots. So this it's a young team. They've been up and down, kind of inconsistent. But beating Palisades, Palisades has only lost three games all year. It's a big win for them, especially after dropping two to San Pedro. Yeah, a bit of on a silver platter. They had a six-run sixth inning, aided yep. by some errors and some unearned runs. But when you get an opportunity, you got to blow the door wide open, and you got to make sure you capitalize. And that's what Banning did. Angel Jimenez had two RBIs in that ball game, And the games against San Pedro, and we're going to talk about San Pedro a little bit later, one of the best teams here in the city. They had a 4-2 loss and then a 7-6 loss, a marathon game, 13 innings like you mentioned. So Banning, they're playing some good baseball. Maybe those Pedro games didn't get them in the win column, but it's pretty clear that they're playing some really good baseball. They're giving these teams their best punch, and they're jumping all the way back into 10 because that 8-0 win over Pally totally shocked us. Banning was playing some some good opponents and they were losing those games and we thought okay maybe they're not a division or an open division team maybe they'll be a one or two seed in division one smack pally in the face things have changed they get carson for two this week and that'll be huge for second place 
in the Marine, Marine League right now. Of course, San Pedro could drop to Carson in a couple weeks, and it's not set in stone or anything. But after losing two to San Pedro, Banning, it's an uphill battle. Carson's going to want to keep pace with San Pedro. So those are some two uh, huge games. At number nine, San Fernando, they're 12-4, and 3-0 last week. Swept Canoga Park really easy. I thought those games might be closer. That was not nah. the case. They beat Narbonne 1-0. On Saturday, Tony Mesa struck out 10 in that victory. What's the ceiling for this team? They're kind of hanging around the lower spots in our top 10. Can they make a run? Is Mesa and some of these guys who've come back from injury enough for them to really get in the mix in the open division, or do you think it'll be a first-round exit? I think the ceiling for them, Valley Mission League title. Okay, I don't for know sure. how far they're going to go after that because, like you mentioned, they're kind of in the, the 10 to 12 range right now of this top 10, which means they're going to get a really tough opponent early. I think they got a chance, go undefeated in the league, win the Valley Mission League, put that on the mantle. I just don't know how deep they can make a run. Okay, and they have two games this week against – Really easy opponent. Yeah, it's panorama. They should so, sweep again. Yeah, so Easily. That, that'll be a good week. And then they'll head into it's either Vegas or San Diego. They're going to some tournament the week after. At number eight, we have the Pauly Parrots. They're 8 7 and 1. They swept Verdugo Hills with two 2 nothing wins last week. Elias Galaviz with a no hitter. Oh, no, no. Yeah, very impressive. And then J Rod. Juan Rodriguez mm -hmm. over there threw a shutout as well. So they got their two pitchers. The question, again, like it has been every week with. A lot of these teams, but Pauly especially and Pally, the bats. Yeah. And they beat Verdugo Hills twice. The pitching was great, but for them to make a run, got to start hitting a little bit more, and uh, we'll see. It's kind of a wait and see with them. Yeah, a couple of classic Pauly Parrot victories, right? The pitching goes out and dominates, gives you a gem, shuts them down, and the bats give you just enough. A couple of 2 nothing wins yeah. over Verdugo Hills. Verdugo's not exactly a tough opponent. We thought that they would kind of blow them out a little bit, but they played a good Westlake team. I was encouraged yeah, by Saturday. that game on Saturday. Lost they lost, three. only lost 4-3, to three. so that's a good baseball team. They brought the sticks in that one. They got Monroe this week. Here's the time. You're going to see a lot of straight fastballs. You're probably going to get a lot of guys on. They're going to walk you a little bit. Now, these will be some lopsided scores. You hope so, right? You hope that these games end in five innings, and then St. Genevieve's on Saturday, who Cleveland just smoked, Annihilated. I think, 13 nothing. And Polly beat Cleveland, so... Should uh, be another like annihilation. There should be a few tasty matchups here on the card for Pauly. Get the bats going because yeah. the pitching is headed in the right direction. And you talked about San Fernando. You asked, what's the ceiling? I thought San Fernando, a first-round exit. For Pauly, they can surprise a team. They can definitely upset one of the best teams here in the city, whether they get a first-round draw against a Cleveland or an El Camino Real or, or Birmingham or whoever. They've got the pitching to shut them down. It's the bats, and those bats will tell if they can win a ball game. Yeah, if you have two pitchers, I don't care who else is on the That's roster, you you're going to have a shot. So, Pauly fans should be encouraged. At seven, Chatsworth, 10-6-1, 3-0 last week, beating Taft twice, and then Culver City on Saturday. I was at that second Taft game where they won 4-2. Alonzo Castellanos, a senior for Chatsworth, really stole the show in that game. Yeah. Three RBIs to the plate, threw a complete game, ran into a little bit of trouble in the seventh, but saw it out, ended up getting the win, did a really nice job in that game. So we knew Gabe Achicaro coming into this year was going to be a really strong pitcher for them, and it looks like they found their number two in Castellanos. He did a great job against that Taft lineup, and like we said with Paul, you got two pitchers, you got a chance. Yeah. Chatsworth, very good for them to start. West Valley played two and zero. I'm sure they're really, really happy with that. And uh, now they got a chance to build on that with two games against Granada Hills this week. Yeah, it's got to feel good to get the catcher, Roman Wayne, back into action. Yep. He had missed some time with injury. Now you get your starting catcher back. It's going to make your pitchers feel a little more comfortable. And, of course, getting that bat back in the lineup is always important. He had a couple of RBIs in that week against Taft. Like you mentioned, they beat him twice. Then they beat Culver City 6-1. to one. So now Chatsworth's on a bit of a roll. We weren't sure exactly what this team had. Had an up-and-down march, a couple of sparse weeks where they weren't playing a ton of baseball. But now it seems like they're on a bit of a roll, and they're getting guys back. And you mentioned Alonzo Castellanos, 
talk a ton about some of the other guys. Him coming out of the woodwork, throwing a CG against the Taft lineup. He's been hitting the ball pretty well, swinging the bats well. That's a good sign. And I talked to him after the game. He was just a really nice kid as well. So shout out to Lonzo Castellanos. Great pitcher, but great guy. At number six, Carson, 13-5. and 3-0 week. A lot of 3-0 weeks for these city section teams. They beat Gardena twice. A lot of bad league teams out That's there. That's true. One of those games, though, was only 1-0 against Gardena. That yeah. was a little surprising. Huge games against Banning this week. Try and keep pace with San Pedro. I feel like if you're Carson, you know, you win these two games. Yeah. You know, go out and sh- Banning, yeah, you had a nice win over Pally. Got a little lucky, I want to say, in that, in that sixth inning. You know, a couple errors, that whatever. Go out, show you're the better team, and sweep the week. Yeah, is it about time for us to talk about Juan Camarena getting some scholarship offers? Should we do our part, maybe get a little bit of a push? Some of the JUCOs in the area. The kid's 3-for-3 three three against the game at Garfield. Had a two-run bomb, three RBIs. He's swinging the stick like nobody else in the city right now. Jaja Bellinger also went 2-for-4. Had a couple of stolen bags. Like you mentioned, they get Banning twice this week. Banning's feeling themselves a little bit. They just took down Pally, who's a really good team. But we know Pedro, they beat Banning twice. So if you can't beat Banning twice, that's going to set up some really big implications for Pedro towards the end of the month. So this is a huge matchup here for Carson. I expect them to sweep in 15-5 and five going into the final couple weeks of league play. That's a great spot to be sitting. Everyone knew Johnny Tincher's name going into the season. Yeah. One of the best catchers, if not the best catcher in the city section. You thought catcher, city section, his name popped up. But Juan Camarena is doing his part. And He's when, raking his way to the top. When of the we list. do our city section team of the year, you know, there's only one catcher. So yeah. if Johnny maybe gets hurt again, you know, you wouldn't want to see that. But he's had kind of a tough start to the year. Juan's been so consistent. And, uh, you know, I don't want to talk about awards right now, but just something that's in the back of our mind. Cameron has had a great, great year. Yeah, he's mashing his way right into our attention, and you talk about Carson. As they go, their hitting goes. They've yeah. been scoring a pile of runs. Cameron hitting in the middle of that lineup. We've talked about the freshman Dylan Lena before. Bellinger doing it both on both sides, on the mound and at the dish. Really complete lineup here for the Colts. Yep, made D1 last year. Bonafide open division team this year. Yeah, easy. They're coming. Sharpie. Yeah, they're coming uh, for blood this year. Five Palisades, 15-3. and three. So they had the week off, one game. And it didn't really it didn't show up. Go well. Yeah, it was an eight nothing defeat to Banning. Wyatt Longcar got the start, and what did he strike out nine or eleven? He had, he, 11. Yeah, he had yeah. A, a lot of strikeouts, but only lasted four and a third, two thirds, or, yeah. two thirds, I believe. So the bullpen came in and got a little messy there, and Banning ended up winning eight nothing. So that's the concern with Palisades. The pitching, like we said, if you have pitchers, you're going to have a chance. So yeah. they have these great pitchers with Lucas Braun and, and Wyatt Longcar, and if Kokiar comes back and is able to pitch, he could be a big part of what they do as well. But the bats, there have been some games this year where you just kind of scratch your head with Pally and say, yeah. you know, you got to get the bats going a little yeah. bit more, and that's been the challenge all year. Well, here's the thing. Wyatt Longcar strikes out the world. I'm not sure what his strikeout rate is, but he struck out 11 in four and two-thirds innings. I'm not a math major, but how many outs is yeah. that? 15, fewer than 15 outs? 11 strikeouts in those 14 outs, that's humongous. That's absolutely dominating a lineup, and Lucas Braun has proven he's one of the best number twos. He'd be the number one on most staffs, staffs yeah. here in the city section. You talk about Will Kokiard, also Cord Vanley. They got a little roughed up out of the bullpen. Not the best way you want to head into, le- uh, into more league play. They get Westchester this week. My mantra, clear eyes, full hearts, cannot lose. That's not... My Just my motto, that is a fact. You cannot lose these games against Westchester. You have to go out. You have to dominate this lineup. They're going to walk the world. They're going to put a lot of guys on. You're going to have chances. You have to capitalize. They need to go 2-0. All right, we'll see if they're able to do that. I think they will be. I think so, too. And they'll, they'll bounce back because they're frustrated. You know, They had yeah. won so many games in a row. Was it 11 in a row or 11, something? Yeah, and 11. for them to drop the banning, a bit of a surprise. Yeah, they're they'll, pissed. Yeah, they'll be angry. And banning was pissed too because they had just lost in 13 innings to San Pedro after yeah, being up like out six on dinner, to two. Man. Yeah, so it was a 
you know, Pally was kind of rested, kind of chilling. The Pacific Palisades, maybe doing a little surfing, well, hanging you know, out, hanging yeah, out. By the beach. It was Banning, a nice day on Saturday. Yeah, Banning was, it was frustrated. It was a night game, too, you know. And uh, they came out and showed it. All right, for Birmingham. Man, they were number one for a while, but they slipped to four this week. Nine and nine. Up and down for performance at the National Classic, going yeah. one and two. Um... I don't know. Are you concerned? <laughs> well, a little bit, but one of the silver linings it's here. It's a national classic, so it's, a national it's good classic. teams. But There's some good teams. They lost to Gar on Mountain Ridge, but they beat Shaker Heights and Santiago, so they split, right? They had some good okay, games. Okay, so two and twos. I and saw two one score two. wasn't reported on Max Preps. So yeah, they beat Santiago. They went a little up and down. Freshman Chris Romero, I was really impressed by. He went seven innings, just gave up two hits, one run allowed, struck out six in the game against Mountain Ridge, and Isaiah Ariano. 8 for 11 in the tournament. Kid was raking, driving in a whole pile of runs, a bunch of ribeye steaks for Ariano. So it's nice to see some of these other guys, other pieces of the lineup step up. Tincher's been working his way back from injury. Eric Rivas, a little quiet. Didn't see a whole lot of Albert Garcia. But it's nice to see Sebastian Cueva, Isaiah Ariano, some of these other guys, freshman Chris Romero. A little bit of a panic time if you're just looking at wins and losses because the defending champions are 9-9. Nine and nine. Still one of the best teams here. And we all know when you get into the playoffs, Birmingham, they finished, I think, fourth in league last year, and they were the defending city champions. So it doesn't really matter. Once you get into the playoffs, all bets are off. And they'll have a chance to right the ship this week against Taft. Sure they will. Two games. Kind of feel bad for Taft starting with Chatsworth and then Birmingham. Yeah, right into the bus stop. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see yeah, how that goes because Birmingham, they're desperate for wins. They're 0-2 in the West Valley League no, after right. losing two to Cleveland. So, you know, I expect Birmingham to go out take care of business Cleveland's this week. Cleveland created a monster. Yeah, get to two wins and... And then, you know, it's game by game. You don't want to look too ahead, but right now they're 9-9. Nine and nine. They, they got a little bit of work to do, and I think it'll start this week against Taft. Into the top three. I think right now, if the season ended, these three teams, I'd say 33% chance to win the Open Division, 33% chance, 33% yeah, chance. Sure. I think all these teams have a good shot. And it starts with San Pedro, 17-1. and one. They're the best-hitting team in the city, and yep. I think it's not really close. They swept Banning. One game went into 13 innings. They found a way. I think they were down like four runs at one point, had a big sixth or seventh, and then... Next thing you know, it was like 8 p.m. and Holy the game was crap, still going on, <laughs> and uh, they won in 13. They beat set, uh, Taft on Saturday. Dylan Kordick had the walk-off in the 13-inning game. They're open division title contenders because of these bats. The question with them, Anthony Scogdemio, can he give you enough in the playoffs? I, I think he can, but the bats are always going to keep them in games, and when the bats are at that level, you have a chance to win, and when it's a really hitting, high level. When you're hitting the ball, you're winning games. Like he talked about, uh, Dylan Kordick with the game-winning RBI. We've talked about Josh Duarte being a big guy over there. Mikey Brucellis, five RBIs in the Taft game. So these are new names. We just got done talking about how Birmingham's getting some of these new guys into the fold. San Pedro, the bats are alive, and it's more than one guy. It's not just Duarte. It's not just Travis Connolly, but it's some of these other guys stepping up. And it, it, it takes a village to turn a team into a championship team. You need a lot of good coaching. You need really good teammates. You need good chemistry. And I've seen a lot of this uh, San Pedro team. They're tight. They're close. They're having a lot of fun. And they're 17-1. and one. How can you not enjoy that? They're winning baseball games. I wouldn't want to face them right now. Nope, me neither. And two with Rancho Dominguez this week, so should be an easy sweep. But uh, from there, we're all looking forward to those games against Carson. Oh, yeah. Carson and San Pedro, I think that's going to decide which team really has the momentum going into the final week. Because if we see uh, Anthony Scognamillo, I'm sure he's going to pitch against Carson. He struggles a little bit. Book's going to be out. Hey, this is what he throws in two strikes. This is how he tries to attack right-handed hitting lineups. Some of these other teams are going to get a bit of a taste. And that's just going to build momentum for one team towards the end of the year. At number two, we have Cleveland, 2-0 last week. Big win over Thousand Oaks, 6-5. Mm -hmm. I was there, and then they really spanked St. Genevieve on Saturday, 13-0. In that 6-5 win over Thousand Oaks, Braden Lowe, a freshman over there at Cleveland, came in for Chris Lozano in relief and 
Thousand Oaks, let me tell you, Alex, they have a really scary lineup. Yeah. Max Muncy is a kid over there who hit a bomb off Max of Lozano. Muncy? Yep, it's his name. A little old. And, uh, in high school, isn't he? <laughs> you'd think so, but a different guy. And he, it was just one of the furthest shots I've ever seen. So Lowe comes in, faces Muncy, and you kind of think, all right, this is a freshman going up against one of the best power hitters in the area. To the woodshed. This won't end well. Muncy hit one bomb that was foul, so we'll give him his due, but then he ended up striking out. And Just a long strike. Sid Lopez, the coach over there, manager, I should say, for Cleveland, to have that kind of confidence in a freshman really impressed me. And for Cleveland to go on the road and get a win against a really good Thousand Oaks team after sweeping Birmingham, I think that makes me think they're even more legitimate than I previously yeah. thought. That win was great, and then, you know, taking care of business on Saturday. Watch out for Cleveland. They're dangerous. Yeah. No, here's the deal with Cleveland. They have absolutely no fear. They don't care who they're going to play. That's true. They're going to go in there, and they're going to give you everything they have. Kind of an undersized team, a little small. They got some good size in Alec Garcia, but other than that, not a physically imposing team, but they do all the little things really, really well. In the game against St. Genevieve, Chris Lozano, two for three, two RBIs. Esteban Perez went two for two. Ivan Castillo went uh, one for three, had three RBIs. More and more names every week. You talk about Braden Lowe, the freshman. Devin Martone had a nice couple of innings against St. Jens. A lot of guys stepping up, filling that role. Cleveland, they're a scary team right now. And I mentioned they have no fear. Other teams ought to feel a little bit of fear playing them yeah. because you're going to get Cleveland's best punch. They got nothing to lose. They're playing a little bit with house money. They got no title to defend. So they're not resting on any laurels. They're going to give every team their best punch. They're a scary team right now. And at number one, El Camino Real. Are we crazy to have them at number one? No. Eric Sondheimer in the LA Times does not have them in the top 25. Has Cleveland, has San well, Pedro. Daily News top 10. Cleveland's very yeah. much ahead of El Camino Real. They made the championship a year ago. Probably should have won that game if you were there. Let's, yes, they were. They kind of they were close. had a tough uh, way to finish that one. Birmingham took it, so they're angry about that. And they're just being consistent. Yeah. Took two from Granada last week, went to Lakewood on Saturday, beat them 3 nothing. They have the two pitchers, Cole Kitchen, Adam Christopher. They have a good lineup. Yes, they do. Andy Ombre's coming back from uh, the transfer sit-out period, hit the grand slam last week like we talked about. How come fewer people, or how come more people, I should say, aren't talking about this team? Because they're wrong, Connor. Okay. They're wrong. I think El Camino Real, I really do. I think they're the best team here in the city. But you know what? It doesn't matter what any of us think. They play each other twice this week. It's going to put all of this crap to bed. Are That's they true. Are than Cleveland? Is Cleveland better than they are? Doesn't matter. What if they split? Then who knows? If they split, then we're going to have the same conversation <laughs> next week. But if one team goes out and sweeps, then we'll have a very firm, firm conversation one, yeah. of over who's number one. But just talking about Elko right now, they swept Granada Hills one for the first game 8-2. to two. Yeah, you were there. I was at that one. It looked like a little bit maybe Granada Hills had a shot to win that ball game, but just slowly but surely get a couple guys on. Andy Ombres hit a ball to the wall. I mean, the kid absolutely crushed it. You got a guy in the middle of the lineup like that, not to mention some of the other hitters. Parker Chisnitsky's hitting the ball real uh -huh. well right now. Joey Klein's hitting the baseball well. And then, of course, Adam Christopher. He struck out 11 in a 2 nothing win over Granada Hills. I don't know if Cleveland has an arm electric like Adam Christopher or Cole Kitchen for that matter. So I like Lozano's Lozano just a been, lot. He's been so reliable, yeah. though. So consistent, so reliable. He's Questions a king about of the number two. Starts, yeah. You know, a lot, of, a lot of guys can go out there and strike out the world. You need to have a little bit more command. Lozano's been able to do that. But the electricity that you get out of the staff at El Camino Real, top to bottom, I think they're the best team in the city. But hey, what do we know? Let's let them play. Yeah, and Wednesday and then Friday, we'll see firsthand just. Uh, Who's the best at this moment? And remember, you know, it's right now it's April. It's going to be a little different yeah. in May, and who knows what happens come Dodger Stadium. That's why baseball is so And crazy. it doesn't matter, yeah. you know. He gets swept. And then, Elko could lose 2-0 yeah. in both of these games and, you know, drop two games in league and then go out in the playoffs, play Cleveland, and beat them. It, doesn't, yeah, it really doesn't matter. That's why baseball is so weird. Ba baseball's the best. <laughs> so, yeah, we got Elko number one, and uh, like I kind of started off that little tirade earlier, no one else is really – 
giving them that much love. So the SCPI crew has a lot of love for El Camino Real, and uh, see if they can prove it this week. King of K's, Alex, Tony Mesa over there at San Fernando. 10 K's in that one nothing win over San, or Narbonne, excuse me, yeah. for San Fernando. And he pitched really well against Silmar, the game I was at earlier this year. He's a junior. Might be one of the best junior pitchers in the section. Bigger guy, can bring some heat. I, I like what I've seen from him so far this year. He gets hot in the playoffs. Who knows? Yeah, Tony Mesa, here's the mantle. I'm going to throw it down. You get Panorama this week. Can you strike out more than double digits? Can you go out not just 10? I want 12. Maybe they rest him. Maybe they give 15. someone else a start. No, he's got to get the innings, man. I want 15 Ks, Tony Mesa. And I think we'd be a little remiss to not give a shout-out to Adam Christopher striking out 11 in that game against Granada Hills. A couple of big strikeout totals there. But Tony Mesa, he's our big king of Ks this yep, week. He gets the king of Ks nod. Games we're paying attention to this week. We've already... Hit on a lot of these. Carson Banning is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. Those two games, of course. Tuesday, El Thursday. Yeah, of course. El Camino Real, Cleveland, Wednesday, Friday. Chatsworth, Granada Hills, Wednesday, Friday. Those are kind of the pick of the litter. Got any more for me? Is that that? Those are the ones. Yeah. The big league matchups, those are going to decide some of the momentum builders, some of the pitching matchups, things going forward towards the playoffs. These are the big matchups. These are the big weeks. Let's get going, man. Let's get to a ball game. Let's do it. That's the Week 5 LA City Section Baseball video. He's Alex Scar. I'm Connor Morissette. We'll see you next time.